unfortunately, uh, with uh, the continued positive cases that we've seen uh, come throughout our program in the last couple of weeks, and also uh, one of our key position groups, um, our offensive line uh, in particular, uh, that whole unit is currently, uh, we have positive cases, and through contact tracing, we have zero offensive linemen available to play. Um, I know this is devastating news to, uh, to our team, our fans, um, and everybody that supports Husky football. Um, uh, was looking forward to, to us trying to bring home that Pac-12 trophy uh, this Friday. Uh, I do want to say that uh, uh, our team, uh, the, the members that have tested positive are, are, are doing well. Uh, they have mild symptoms. Um, and, and nothing uh, extremely serious. And that, that's what I, I really want the, the focus to be first and foremost. Is, uh, this is first, has always been about health and the safety um, of our players and our staff. And um, uh, thankfully, uh, they, are, they are on the road to recovery and we're excited to get those guys back here uh, soon. Uh, which brings me to the second part of our, of our goal is, is to win the bowl game. And um, we, we feel uh, once we're able to resume football activities, when we have some consecutive days here of not having positive cases uh, in, our, in our footprint, and then also getting back the players that have tested positive in the last couple of weeks, along with the guys in, in contact tracing that are quarantined, we'll be able to get those guys back, resume football activities, and I know our team is excited uh, for the potential of a, of a bowl game uh, here in the next couple of weeks. Um, this, this is a young, talented team uh, that uh, is very competitive and uh, I think you've seen is very resilient. And we are hopeful and excited uh, to be able to play a, a, a postseason game here uh, once those get announced here um, in the next seven days. And so uh, with that, I'll open up to questions. All right, our first question will come from uh, Dave Mahler. Go ahead, Dave. I will make you allowed to talk, but you do have to unmute yourself. So please unmute yourself. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, Jimmy, as you kind of look forward here, is there a, a chance that you could play another game before the bowl, or are you just in reality kind of focused on getting that bowl game no matter where and when it is? Yeah, the timing of uh, everything that we've heard, the next game would be a bowl game. Uh, all the games for the Pac-12 are scheduled for Friday and this coming Saturday. Um, we're in no position currently to even start resuming practice. And so you have to be able to practice to play a football game. And then so in reality, when you look across the country, the teams that have been shut down by the virus, it's been, they've missed two games consecutively in a row before they were able to fully get by everybody back into the building, back healthy again. And so the way the timing looks, uh, it looks like the bull week schedule of December 26th on would be the first chance we would le legitimately be able to get our team back here, training, practicing, get guys out of quarantine uh, to be able to play a football game. All right, we'll go to Mike Farrell with Dennis Dodd on deck. You are open to speak, Mike. Unmute and speak. Thank you. Yeah, just for, for Jimmy, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, you guys obviously did a good job throughout most of the season in keeping the virus out of your building like you always talk about. Do you, do you have a sense of, of how this happened, how this started, where this came from, anything like that? Yeah, Mike, you know, it's interesting. You know, I read the paper every day and pick up the New York Times and 
this virus is just spreading across the whole country. It's spreading across the whole country, and and it seems like it uh, it doesn't cherry pick where it's going to go and where it's not going to go. It goes everywhere. Um, and like you said, our guys did a fantastic job, and they continue to do a really good job of of doing all the stuff that uh, our medical team has advised them to do. Unfortunately, this virus is just it's wicked and it's extremely infectious. Uh, we are seeing that right now, and and we have we had been seeing that for for months now with other teams that uh, have felt the, the veracity of this thing. Um, but Rob, I don't know if you want to jump in there. Uh, I don't, you, you may have more, more to add there. No, I think you summarize really well, coach Mike, this thing is highly contagious, you know, and even, even when you do everything the right way um, you know, it's, it's really hard to get a handle on. The one thing we do know, we don't know a ton of stuff about this, you know, infection, but what we do know is the only way to stop the spread is, to quickly identify cases, to isolate individuals with cases and quarantine people who are potential cases. That's the only way to stop this thing. And that's what we're doing in our program right now. We're gonna do the right thing for our community, for the campus, um, obviously for our team, for our staff and student athletes, health and wellness. And so that's, that's kind of why we found ourselves where we are right now, um, you know, and attacking this thing the only way that, that, our, that we know how. All right, we'll go to Dennis Dodd. Uh, go ahead, Dennis. Uh, yeah, Jimmy, sorry about this. Um, I, I didn't catch you earlier. What's the soonest you could, you could get back on the practice field? And so what we need to do is uh, we need to have consecutive days of uh, zero positive cases. Um, we're planning on testing our whole team again tomorrow. Um, but I can say this, over the last week and a half or so, we, that has not been the case. Uh, we've, we've had positives. Um, and so the soonest we'll be able to get back and we'll be allowed to practice is when we have some consecutive days with, with zero positives. Um, and so until that point, uh, we, we won't be able to practice. Now, we will have a bunch of guys coming off of uh, quarantine, like I mentioned uh, earlier, and guys that did test positive a couple of weeks ago will be out of isolation, and we know we'll be able to get those guys back. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, our whole team is uh, in isolation as we speak. And I know they're doing everything they can to try to resume football activities. All right, we'll go to Tim Booth. We'll be followed by James from the Oregonian. Go ahead, Tim. Jimmy, last week on your radio show, you kind of talked about how the cases were sporadic and didn't sort of make sense. Um, I'm wondering if you could walk us through the timeline of, of when that became more focused on specific position groups, like you said, with the offensive line and, and the progression of the cases since the middle of last week. Yep. Rob, you want to tackle yeah, that I'll one? I'll take that one for you. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Yeah. So we um, obviously, you know, part of part of the way that we've wanted to manage this, you know, this whole time was and keep our student athletes safe was through regular testing. And and we saw our first cases um, way back uh, the Friday before the game we played against Utah. Um, but those cases were, you know, were single isolated cases. We did, uh, we worked really closely with the COVID response and prevention unit here on campus and public health to track those cases. And there wasn't um, anything that, that specifically linked those cases together. Um, as soon as we saw, you know, this past week, uh, as we were preparing, you know, we were obviously excited about the opportunity to play, play Oregon. Um, but we saw, we saw a jump up in cases on Tuesday of that week. And that's what, what, uh, what spurned us to shut down our operation. So we, you know, we stopped on Tuesday because we wanted to be able to take some time to figure out where these cases were coming from and, and try to dig deeper into that. And then obviously, because we know that's the only way to stop the spread of this virus. Um, so I would say, you know, Tuesday of this past week is when we sort of started to really take a stop 
And at that point, you know, we, we still, the reason why we were being super proactive is because we wanted to be able to play against Oregon. And, and obviously we wanted to be able to play moving forward, but we wanted to do that the right way. And we knew that in order to be able to safely do that, we needed to stop the spread of this virus within our team. And our path back was to, to wait until there, you know, we, our test brought back negative results. And we just haven't been able to get to the point where we have all negative results on our tests. And so we do that, obviously, we're going to continue to do the right thing and keep everyone separate to try to decrease the spread of this illness within our team. All right, we'll go to James from the Oregonian. James, go ahead. Jimmy, one of your thoughts is uh, between losing out on, on this opportunity and last week and, and what's going on in the South Division as well, your thoughts on this season and that is for the conference and relatively speaking, lack of integrity in terms of what has been determined on the field. You guys didn't get to play Oregon. Now there's a change to the championship game. Everybody seems to be in favor of SC because they're undefeated, but Colorado didn't get to play them either. Your thoughts now that we're at the end of this thing of just what this season has meant or not to the conference. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot there. Um, I, this this whole season has just been obviously a tremendous uh, challenge for everybody. Uh, I do know this. Uh, the Pac-12 leadership was trying to do what was best uh, for the health and safety of our of our players and our staff through every every single decision that they made, um, from going to the Pac-12 only, um, and then to eventually canceling the season, and then to eventually bringing it back. Um, it's just been every every decision has been. Uh, for the health and safety of, 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 everybody, of everybody involved. I think now, if you look back on it, uh, now that we sort of know a little bit about this, uh, you know, this disease, if we would have had the Pac-12 only schedule, you know, that started on September 26th, we definitely would have had way more wiggle room as a conference to, to replay games, uh, make up games. And so, you know, just for us, speaking for us, we would have been able to to redo the Cal game, most likely. We would have been able to redo the Apple Cup. We would have been able to replay the Oregon game. Um, and then it would probably be a better picture uh, for a South champion and a North champion. Now, with all that being said, the Pac-12 laid out rules uh, and tiebreakers for who would win the South and who would win the North, depending on how many games were played and how many cancellations were played. And right now, it's exactly followed the way uh, that those rules were written out. Uh, USC is the South champion. Uh, we are the North champion, but now we're unable, unable to play. And now Oregon, it would be the next uh, team in the mix and they would go. And then if for some reason, one of those two teams can't uh, play this week because of uh, the coronavirus, I believe it's Colorado that'll be next in the mix. And that's the way the rules were laid out. And so in this challenging year, uh, we're just following the rules that were laid, uh, laid out there in front of us. All right, we'll go to Dan Raley, and then Lauren will be next. Go ahead, Dan. Jimmy, of, of the positive tests on your team, what, what's the number? What's the total number of your guys? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll kick that to Rob. Yeah, good question. You know, a lot of people are interested in the total numbers. Uh, it's been our policy as athletic department to release our positive cases within our entire athletic department on a weekly basis. We'll continue to do that on Wednesday. Uh, part of part of the desire in that process is to protect the, the protected health information of our student athletes. So we're going to continue to follow our protocol for doing that. Um, so you can you can see our, our 
case results on Wednesday when we release those. All right, uh, Lauren Kirschman and then Chris Fetters. Hold on one sec. There we go. Go ahead, Lauren. Yeah, Jimmy, obviously, I mean, this season's had a lot of disappointments. You've had to have a lot of these kind of conversations with your team, but what just what's the message to them now? And, and how do you kind of keep them focused for a potential bowl game and get through this disappointment? Yes. Uh, you know, the message is this, uh, you know, our, our goal is to win the, is to win the Pac-12 championship and to win the bowl game. That's our, that's, that's our, that's our goal every single year. And so the message to our team, which I spoke to just before I'm speaking to you guys was just that extremely proud of them for putting themselves in position to bring home the Pac-12 trophy. Um, and extremely proud for the four games that we did play and how, how resilient we played, how, uh, how hard we played in all four games. It wasn't perfect uh, by no means. And we never said we were going to play perfect football, but I, but I am very pleased and our staff is very pleased uh, for how hard those guys worked in those four games, how they prepared in practice and uh, for the results that came out of it uh, being three and one with, uh, with one of the games uh, that we felt we left a lot out there. And uh, had we, had we played better and not made some of those mistakes, um, we could have easily, easily had an, an unblemished record. And so now the message is this, we got to get healthy and we got to, we have to try to accomplish the second part of our goal, which is to win the bowl game. And um, like I said, in my opening comments, I think we have a young, talented, energetic, resilient team that I know our fans want to watch. And I think uh, other people in the country would want to watch. Um, and we're excited at the possibility of being selected in a bowl game and going out to, to, uh, to attain that second part of our goal, which is to win a bowl game. All right. We'll go to Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. This question is for Rob. Rob, I was curious, what was the number of total cases and tracing numbers per right before the Stanford game? And, and can you talk about how close that game may have been to, to potentially being canceled? Yeah. Uh, good question, Chris. Like I said, I, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on just the specific, you know, details of the cases that we've had. Um, I can tell you that that prior to the Stanford game, um, we were we were dealing with single isolated cases that had been spread out, um, not not more than one case over the course of um, a day. You know, in, in through the course of that week, we had been able to contact trace and isolate people in a way. Um, obviously, that allowed us to continue to practice and prepare. And I think that's what's keeping us, you know, from being able to move forward right now is the inability to safely return our team to the footprint to practice and prepare for games. That's really what's keeping us out. It's not the cases. You know, obviously we know that there are, there are cases everywhere right now. And the, the most effective way to prevent continued spread is to isolate positive cases, identify them as quickly as possible and isolate them. And we reached a point where we, we couldn't continue to do that. And then as Coach Lake alluded to, we actually have one position group because of that approach um, is completely unavailable to our team for play this weekend, uh, which, which we're just going to have to uh, move forward have a couple of days of, of negative cases so that we can feel good that when we bring student athletes back into a footprint, they're not bringing the virus back with them. And then we'll, we'll move forward and we'll prepare for our bowl game and we'll get ready to play. All right. We'll go to Dennis Dodd and then Mike Varell. Go ahead, Dennis. Yeah. J just to be clear with Rob or, or coach, is, is there any way you could have gone up to Friday the way things stand right now um, and, and gotten cleared to play in this game. In other words, you're, you're done today. There's no way you could have tested positive two days in a row and gotten on the field by Friday. Correct. No, there's no, no, <laughs> nothing at all. Our offensive line 
is completely gone. We, we cannot, we cannot play and we cannot practice. We have not practiced since last Wednesday. Um, our offensive line is completely unavailable until the following week. There is no way we could wait um, at all. We, we, we cannot play football. Uh, we couldn't play football last week and we cannot play football this week. I don't know if you want to add on to that, Rob, at all. Yeah. And that's because of medical protocols. You know, that's not as, obviously our, our players, you know, it's, they're, they're going through it right now. They, they want to be able to play, but we got to do the right thing, you know, from a medical standpoint. And that's what's keeping us from being able to move forward. All right. We'll go to Mike Varell, then Larry Stone. And with the hands that we have up now, will probably be it. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, just, just two quick questions for Jimmy. I just wanted to clarify on the offensive line detail. Is that scholarship players or is that every offensive line in terms of the roster that's unavailable right now? And then the second part of that is – you mentioned the bowl game and preparing for that. Have you talked to the players and gotten the sense that, that those players all want to play? Because obviously we've seen, you know, cases nationwide where some teams have decided not to. Is that a sense you've gotten from the team as a whole or, or how did you sort of gather that, uh, that opinion? Yeah. So the second part of your question, yes, our team is extremely excited to play in a bowl game. We know that's what one of our goals that we lay out every single year. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but our, our team loves to play football and uh, we're, we're, we love to go out there and compete and try to win championships and try to win bowl games. And uh, they were completely crushed that we could not play last week. And they are devastated now that we cannot play uh, this Friday. Um, so we are extremely excited at the possibility of getting everybody healthy first and foremost, and then seeing which game that is and trying to go out there and bring that bowl game championship trophy back here at the university of Washington. And the first part of your question, uh, that, that includes walk-ons and scholarship players. We have zero offensive linemen available to play this week. All right. We'll go to Larry stone. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah. Jimmy, uh, knowing what you know, now all things considered all the trials and tribulations that the PAC 12 went through this year, do you feel it was worth it to, to try and stage this season? I do, Larry. I really do. I, I mean, uh, you know, what I wouldn't take back is, is uh, any of those four games that we played and all the preparation that we had, um, our exhilarating win, comeback win against Utah. Uh, I know our staff and our players will remember that for the rest of their lives. Um, the execution we had in the first two games, all the young guys that we were able to put in in, in the game against uh, University of Arizona. Um, and then even our Stanford game. I mean, we we uh, we know we made a bunch of mistakes, and but we were still able to fight back, and we were a possession away of going down and, and winning that football game. Um, and and then to also uh, be able to say we're the Pac-12 North champions, and we were getting ready to 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 represent the Pac-12 North. Um, when I'm sure nobody felt um, that we were going to be in this position at all uh, to be able to represent the North and and go down there with the potential of of winning the Pac-12 championship trophy. Um, so this is what we do. We coach and our players play and that's what we want to do. And we want to do it safely. And, uh, we, we feel we, we try to do everything, uh, you know, to, to try to make sure we, we stay safe and we're on track to play football. And unfortunately right here towards the end, uh, you know, that virus crept in this building and, and has put us to a halt right now, but I look back on it. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. Uh, we, we, we want to play and we don't want to just sit on the sidelines. We want to play. All right. Well, I'll take four more questions. Masvida, Kim, Dave, and then Dennis. Go ahead, Masvida. 
Yeah. Hey, Jimmy, I just wonder if you could talk about just the overall life lesson for for the kids here in terms of you control the controllables. There's some things you can't control, but you've got to move on, band together and continue with life. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of lessons, obviously, from this year uh, that, that, that you can learn from. Um, you know, resiliency really comes uh, to my mind. And we, not only us, I think everybody, uh, non-football players and everybody in the world right now has been resilient through uh, this pandemic and being able to, uh, you know, bounce back after blow after blow um, of, our, of our normal lives being changed. But I'm very proud of him for that. And then I think also a thing that has come of this is being grateful, uh, being grateful that we do have our health. And there's a lot of uh, I, I know everybody's devastated and I know Husky Nation's devastated that we're not going to be able to go challenge for the Pac-12 championship trophy on Friday. Uh, but we also have to be grateful that we have that we have our health. There's a lot of people that have uh, contracted contracted this disease and um, they're no longer here. Um, so I think uh the grateful has got to be also a, a, a big learning lesson uh, for our guys. We'll go to Dave Mahler. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, Jimmy, two questions for you. Uh, number one, to realistically be prepared for a bowl, I, I believe the first contracted bowl game is on December 26th. 29th. Um, 29th. Okay. How many, how many practices would you need uh, in reality to get ready for a bowl game? Uh, when would you have to be back on the field, I guess, for that particular game, which I believe is the Alamo? And then number two, do any uh, coaches uh, have COVID on your staff, or is this just a player situation? Yeah, so I, we are in really good condition. Uh, you know, our strength and conditioning staff has done a phenomenal job of ramping these guys up when we need to ramp them up and slow them down when we need to slow them down. We are in really good condition, even though we haven't uh, – been on the practice field since last Wednesday. And I mean, so realistically we would only need, uh, you know, three to three to four days to practice. Now, before that, we need to get the guys back in the building, lifting, running again, those sorts of things. Um, but in terms of just, just practice, I would say three to four days, uh, would be, would be good enough. Um, and so we're talking about, you know, we're on, uh, this is Monday. We're, we're talking about basically a week from now. Hopefully we have some back-to-back positive, uh, positive results, not positive results, positive views, negative results. Uh, and then we can get everybody back in this building and we'll have more than seven days to prepare uh, for a possible December 29th bowl game. So I feel very, very confident that we'll be able to do that. Um, and then I guess I'll let Rob, we haven't had, thankfully, a lot of staff. Uh, I don't know how you want to answer that, but go, go right yeah, ahead. You know, I can, I can tell you, obviously, we want to protect the, the private information of our staff as well. But we have had positive cases within our staff, to answer your question, uh, in our athletic department. Yes. All right. We will wrap things up with Dennis Dodd. Uh, go ahead, Dennis. Jimmy, again, thanks for doing this. Um, just from a competitive standpoint, if Oregon wins this thing, how, how should the Pac-12 championship be viewed? I mean, Oregon, they, they would be the Pac-12 champion. Uh, they're in the championship game. That's how I see it. I mean, this is, this is, uh, this is competition, guys. And I, I love it this way better than people voting and uh, looking at some vote. It's set, let's settle on the football field. Uh, 
you know, we're, we're, we're unable to play. That's unfortunate, obviously, for our fans and our, our staff and our players. Uh, but now that's the next team that's in the game, and they're in the game. And if they win the game, uh, then they should have the Pac-12 championship trophy. Uh, they're, 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 it's the North Division against the South Division. And through, through this crazy, challenging year, um, they should be viewed as, as the Pac-12 champion. 